Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. I am so glad to be with you today. I am so grateful for our continuing dialogue and conversation. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. And I'll tell you why after we pray. (laughs) Yes. And our topic today is having a spiritual career. Yeah, interesting. So let's take a breath of love and gratitude together. I place my hand on my heart and remind myself I'm wholeheartedly available for Spirit's love. I am wholeheartedly available for healing, expansion, clarity. So grateful and thankful to claim our awakening. Yes, we're accepting the atonement for ourselves. So grateful to take this breath and to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, remembering and recognizing the fullness of love is what we are, it's where we are, it's who we are, it's why we are. Yes, we're all about the fullness of love. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we recognize the mighty I am presence, the I am that I am is our very nature. We are grateful and thankful to lay on the holy altar fire of divine love all doubt, worry, fear, resistance, reluctance, all the ways that we've been playing small and feeling not enough. So grateful and so thankful to open our hearts and minds to our perfection, our holiness, and our wholeness. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We declare we're having a healing and divine dialogue by means of this technology. In gratitude, we let it be. We allow it to fully be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Mm. Yes. So I'm, if anybody's tracking, I'm back in Vermont, a little town called Bristol, Vermont, which is near the Sunray Peace Village. It's The weather's a little less inclement for me to camp, but I, I came back here. I, I love being out in the boondocks in the country, surrounded by the mountains, the nature, the ocean. So I just came from Maine, Deer Isle, Maine, where my family has a home there. And um, by the way, I I had this brainstorm recently, um, and I'll just mention it briefly here to you. Um, We, My family built this house 30 one or so years ago, uh, my, my, we started coming to Maine and the coast of Maine when I was a kid, 12, 11, 12, 13 years old, and we would go camping. And, um, and we camped on Deer Isle. And I remember 
the first time we came to the coast of Maine, it was a it was such a strong feeling in me. I'd never had a feeling like that before in my life. And it was this feeling walking upon the coast of Maine and the rocky coast of Maine, the beach. I thought so strongly, I love it here. I had never been any place that I loved as much as I loved it there in Maine. And I said, I, I want to live here when I grow up. This is where I want to live. And I did actually live there after my parents built a house. I lived there for a few years uh, between living in Manhattan, another island, very different kind of island life. <laughs> between Manhattan Island, I went to Deer Isle, uh, and uh, then I went to Los Angeles, and I lived in L.A. for 22 years. And um, uh, so my mom passed away in 2008. And then a few years later, my dad remarried, yay, yay for dad. And then um, a couple of years ago, he said, I just don't want to do another winter in Maine, so we're moving to Florida. And uh, that's what he and his wife did, and they're loving it there. They're in Venice, Florida. And uh, for those of you who are in Florida, I'm going to see if I can uh, do a Sunday service in in that kind of neck of the woods, Sarasota. Uh, I'm going to take my nephew, Mikey. Those of you who are tracking, I often tell stories of Mikey. Don't tell him. He doesn't know yet. <laughs> but he doesn't listen to the radio show, so he won't find out. I'm going to take him to Legoland for his birthday, which he's going to love. And... Um, so he's a November birthday. His birthday is November 9th. So we're going to go down that weekend. So I'm going to see about speaking down there in Florida. Anyway, so we, our family really would like to keep a hold of the house in Maine, but we, we don't have the financial wherewithal to just be able to afford to keep it and, and pay all the expenses on it uh, with no one living there full time. Uh, and paying for it. So we're, we rent it part-time, and it's the perfect place for a writer's retreat or an artist's retreat. And let me just tell you, going through the preparations of renting the house and hiring the cleaners and overseeing that and working with the renters, it has brought up lots of little attachments for me to heal. And I... I'm grateful that I'm healing them. Uh, it's definitely been a little bit interesting. And uh, healing attachments is never fun, but it's a great relief. And so what I notice over the last year or so, oh, it's starting to pour rain here. Um, I have, um, I'm feeling lighter and lighter because of the release of those attachments. So every time you feel an irritation, a frustration, any kind of a thing like that, just remember this is a healing opportunity if you release the attachment to the higher Holy Spirit self. Let the Spirit do the heavy lifting of figuring out how to release the attachment, how to take it out of your mind forever. And um, you just decide you don't need it anymore because every single suffering is caused by attachments. So um, 
So I'm, I'm mentioning that as my practice, but I've been very present to it. And, um, oh, in case you're interested, uh, what can I tell you? Um, yeah, if you're interested in doing a writer's retreat or a, an artist's retreat at the house, it's a year-round house. It's lovely. It's really lovely. I lived there for a couple of years myself. My parents lived there for many years. And when I lived there, I lived there alone, heaven on earth, all all year round. Love it in the winter. Love it when it's covered in snow and the moon is bouncing off it. Just love it. Um, love watching the tide come and go. And um, so I'm, I'm working on uh, the details of it. So I haven't got all that pulled together. But um, you can go to jenniferhadley.com forward slash blue dash arches or you can go to the events page uh at jenniferhadley.com and in the right hand column there's an uh there's a little um picture of it there and you click there and, and go to the information i have there anyway i'm i'm working on that project and it's bringing up my attachments and But I'm so happy people have been enjoying the house with their families and by themselves all summer long. And um, and that's a wonderful thing to be able to support. So I am quite grateful for that. And so... You know something else I'm very very grateful for i'm grateful for all the people who make contributions to support this radio show i was talking about it with a friend yesterday a friend from my year-long masterful living course in fact that's what got me thinking about um our home blue arches is uh i been talking with so many of the people in Masterful Living. Uh, I do one-on-ones with them throughout the year, which is one of my favorite things, one of my favorite aspects of the year-long course is those one-on-ones, a chance to talk with people and really connect with them. And um, uh, just in talking with them, so grateful for all the things that the power of love ministry is able to support uh and more coming all the time because of donations from wonderful folks like you who listen to the radio show so thank you thank you thank you for that um we're getting ready to launch a new living a course of miracles series and um it's about having a spiritual career and taking god to work with you so, and and this is such a passionate topic for me because I've made it my career and there were many years, many years when I wondered how will I ever do that? How will I ever transform my life so that I can do what I love? And earn a living from it. How will I ever, ever do that? And I talk with so many people who feel a calling to be a minister, to be a spiritual teacher, to be a spiritual writer, author, to um, 
do workshops and counseling. Of course, you probably know if you've been listening for a while that I have my own spiritual counseling training program. And I am putting together a ministerial program. I I like to do things that are very in-depth so that when people complete them, they feel quite qualified and accomplished. And I was writing about this in my blog today because one of the things that uh, it it surprised me that I have learned as I've gone down this road is the biggest challenge for, uh, I, I honestly, I'll just say my feeling is that the biggest challenge for the majority of people who would like to have a spiritual career, a spiritual profession, the biggest issue is what A Course in Miracles talks about all the time, which is this sense of unworthiness, a deep sense of unworthiness that what it does is people don't have a sense of how to heal it, and so they feel deeply, deeply uh, unqualified to live their passion and do what they love. And so there's a lot of suffering that comes as a result of it, this, this deep sense of unworthiness. And so that people are, are playing small, and that in and of itself is painful. And it's something that I am so familiar with, because it's exactly how I felt for a long time. And now I feel that I've figured it out. I don't feel like I'm playing small anymore, and I'm very grateful for that. And so what I have learned to do and love to do is once I learn something, I turn around and share it. And so uh, I was writing about this in my daily spiritual espresso today, which you can sign up for at jenniferhadley.com if you aren't uh, getting my daily prayers and my daily shot of spiritual espresso. I, uh, it's my daily blog. Uh, I was writing the, and saying that um, something you might not know about me was that I had two years of classes to prepare to enter the spiritual practitioner program at Agape, the Science of Mind Practitioner Program. So there were two years of pre-practitioner training classes, and then I had two years of training to be a practitioner, including all kinds of internships and uh, many different uh, requirements. And then... I had five more years of study and training to uh, before I became licensed as a minister and finished my ministerial studies. So that's nine years of training and study. And after all of that, I still didn't feel truly qualified in some ways. Um, uh, well, particularly after the practitioner training, after the ministerial training. No, I felt qualified then. But um, the, after four years of two years pre 
practitioner training study and two years of practitioner training, when I became a practitioner in 2000, I still didn't feel qualified to really be a practitioner. And I, I, I attribute it to how the, the, um, the training was conducted and what the training actually was, which is not really to fault the training. Uh, I enjoyed it. I was very grateful for it. I just think it, it, it didn't go far enough. And so what I'm endeavoring to do in my spiritual counseling training certification program is to really support people in feeling completely qualified and worthy. And again, this is an essential part of the A Course in Miracles workbook training is that we let go of this guilt and this unworthiness. And so that's the reason why we often really, well, we always really focus on that in my spiritual counseling training intensive, which is a week-long intensive I do twice a year. I'm doing it this October. Uh, and I love to see people day by day profoundly stepping into their power and realizing that this sense of unworthiness is based in nothing and to allow themselves to be free of it is such a great gift. And this is what A Course in Miracles is telling us being truly helpful is. Uh, and I'd like to mention here something in... Um, Chapter 26, Section 8, uh, which is entitled The Immediacy of Salvation. In paragraph 9, I love this, it says, Be not content with future happiness. Be not content with future happiness. It has no meaning and is not your just reward. For you have cause for freedom now. What profits freedom in a prisoner's form? Why should deliverance be disguised as death? Delay is senseless, and the reasoning that would maintain effects of present cause must be delayed until a future time is merely a denial of the fact that consequence and cause must come as one. Look not to time, but to the little space between you still to be delivered from, and do not let it be disguised as time, and so preserved because its form is changed, and what is cannot, and what it is cannot be recognized. The Holy Spirit's purpose now is yours. Should not his happiness be yours as well? Now that, that section is a bit cryptic. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to take the time to break it all down right this minute, but be not content with future happiness. It has no meaning and is not your just reward. Remember, A Course in Miracles tells us that this journey through time is meaningless. 
right? So future happiness is meaningless. It has no meaning. Why? Because there is no future. There is only the now moment. The future and the past don't actually exist. And there is this thought that many of us have that deliverance will come as death. Right. Once we get out of this shape, this form, this life in human, then we'll be free. But we can be free now. Be not content with future happiness. The Holy Spirit's purpose now is yours. Should not his happiness be yours as well? Yes. And then the next section is called, For They Have Come. And it begins this way. Think, but how holy you must be, from whom the voice for God calls lovingly unto your brother, that you may awake in him the voice that answers to your call. So it's saying, you must be so holy that your brother, your spiritual brother and sister can hear the voice for God calling to them from you and it can bring them to an awakening. Think how holy you must be that this is so. Now, what I see in what I'll call the light worker body, so the, the, the light workers of the world is there's this resistance and reluctance to truly answer the call, to really step into it, this tremendous resistance and reluctance. And it comes from this sense of unworthiness and the non-acceptance of our holiness and our perfection. So one of the affirmations that I use is, I am perfect. I am perfect. And you, you can you can say to yourself, oh, just think how holy I am. I am so holy. Because while you might do things and have thoughts that don't seem very holy, Oh, no, no, <laughs> holes in the holiness. But those thoughts and those actions that are less than loving, they're not who you are. They're not who you are. I have found that one of the most healing things that I can offer people is I can when they feel bereft and lost and confused and helpless and hopeless, which I used to feel a lot, is I can look at them and say to them, your holiness is still intact. Your perfection is still there. I see it. I feel it. I know it. And the only thing that we must do, and this is straight out of A Course in Miracles, is forget all the other thoughts. Forget all the thoughts that have to do with us not being holy, because they're not true. So one of my other favorite affirmations is, I only think the thoughts I think with God, the thoughts that are true. And those other thoughts, I don't have time to think those other thoughts, the thoughts that aren't true. And why would I? 
I'm not a child anymore. I don't need to live in fantasy anymore. I lived in fantasy so much of my time. For years, I lived in fantasy about being a spiritual success. And it took up a lot of time, and it always left me feeling lacking because it wasn't real. It was just like a drug. Fantasy is like a drug. I've done whole episodes on that. So right now, the lightworkers of the world are being called to. We're being asked to answer the call that we have given, been given and to be truly, truly helpful. So as I was saying, I, I did all of that training. And what I now know is that some of the most helpful components of the program I offer were missing from those years of training that I had. I, I feel it's so important for us to focus on Eliminating the sense of personal doubt, eliminating a sense of shame, uh, eliminating the resistance and the reluctance that keeps us playing small because we have a calling to answer. And uh, my teacher at Agape, he would say, all are called. All are called. And, and of course, in miracles tells us that too, that all are called, but not everybody answers the call right away. Sometimes we wait. In fact, in uh, A Course of Miracles, Chapter 3, Section 4, which is entitled Error and the Ego, Paragraph 7, he says, uh, Jesus tells us, in the middle of the paragraph there. I cannot unite your will with God's for you. But I can erase all misperceptions from your mind if you will bring it under my guidance. This is how we answer the call. We bring our mind under the guidance of Jesus. And why wouldn't we? Why would we delay? Why would we hesitate? Except that we like the ego thinking, we like the ego activities, we like all of that, and we don't believe, and this is key, we don't believe that we can be happy and joyful, right? But so we, we settle for a future happiness that will never come. But Jesus is promising us that we can learn through joy instead of through pain, which is much easier if we put our mind under his guidance. Put our mind under his guidance. So he says here, only your misperceptions stand in your way. Without them, your choice is certain. So doesn't it stand to reason that part of giving uh, Jesus that entry into our mind to help us is to say to Jesus, Jesus, please take all the misperceptions 
from my mind. So I never think of them again. I am not interested in reinvesting in misperceptions anymore. I'm only interested in the truth that sets me free. This is how we answer the call. And when we answer the call, whether our career is making donuts, sounds like fun. (laughs) I love donuts. Um, And whether we're making donuts, I think of... uh, I don't know, uh, back in the 80s, there was this, uh, in, in the Northeast, Dunkin' Donuts had this wonderful commercial campaign. It was this little guy who had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to make the donuts, and he'd get up, and um, he'd be so tired and groggy. Oh, I don't know if you can hear that thunder. Pouring rain, thunder. Must be lightning. Um I love thunder, lightning storms, because we didn't have them hardly ever in L.A., maybe two or three in the whole time I lived there. But I grew up with them in Michigan and Rhode Island and uh, on, in the Northeast. So this, this, this guy on the Dunkin' Donuts commercials, he would get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and he'd be so groggy, and he'd be getting in his car and going to work, and, and, make it, and he, he would say, when he got up, it's time to make the donuts. It's time to make the donuts. So when uh, I wake up my friends, my roommates and stuff, hey, it's time to make the donuts. So it's time for the light workers to make the spiritual donuts. <laughs> and that's the call is to uh, be aligned spiritually whether we're making donuts or whether we're teaching forgiveness or whether we're working uh in an insurance company uh, god bless the the people of um all over the world who there are many places in the world right now not just in the united states that are really suffering with natural disasters that are um really Humbling the land and the people and uh, very, very, very challenging for people. God bless them. And if that's you, God bless you. We're, we're holding the high watch for you and knowing that everything works together for you good, even when we can't understand it, even when it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So he says, I cannot unite your will with God's for you, but I can erase all misperceptions from your mind if you will bring it under my guidance. Only your misperceptions stand in your way. Without them, your choice is certain. So without the misperceptions, we know how to make the highest and best, most loving choice in every moment. There's no confusion without our misperceptions. So you can see, it seems, it's extremely clear here. Give Jesus access to your mind to clear away all the misperceptions. And any time that you feel disturbed, unhappy, frustrated, irritated, sad, in any way upset whatsoever, it's a misperception that you're entertaining. It's something that's not actually true. So why cling to it? 
even if it's not known to you. So this is why in Masterful Living, my year-long class, I, I teach saying, I'm not interested in these thoughts anymore. Please take these thoughts out of my mind so I never think them again. I don't need them. They're hurting me. Why would I need something that's hurting me? I'm done with learning through pain and suffering. I'm ready to learn through joy. Jesus, I welcome. I welcome you into my mind. Relieve me of all misperceptions. Everything that's not true, it's yours. Take it away. So he says, sane perception induces sane choosing. Right, So when we see with clarity, then we make choices for love. Of course, there's no confusion. He says, I cannot choose for you, but I can help you make your own right choice. Isn't that wonderful? Many are called, but few are chosen, should be. All are called, but few choose to listen. So, we can have a spiritual career and take God to work with us. This is going to be the topic of the next Living A Course in Miracles series, uh, which is going to start later this month. It's all free for you. And uh, stay tuned to your email. If you get the uh, free text messages uh, that I send, you can sign up for them at at the um, livingacourseofmiracles.com or jenniferhadley.com. And uh, we'll be announcing the registration opening pretty soon. And uh, you'll see who the teachers are. And we've just got a great, great lineup for you. All are called, but few choose to listen. All are called, but few choose to listen. So let's listen. Let's answer the call and choose. He says, therefore, they do not choose right. The chosen ones are merely those who choose right sooner. Right minds can do this now, and they will find rest unto their souls. God knows you only in peace, and this is your reality. So we answer the call in part through this going to Jesus and saying, take the misperceptions. Take the misperceptions so that I can be truly helpful. In fact, uh, one of the things it says in the Course in Chapter 4, the truly helpful are invulnerable because they're not protecting their egos and so nothing can hurt them. You see, when we, when we are really willing to answer the call, we feel invulnerable, invulnerable. That's one of the things I have noticed about myself is the more I deepen in my own practice of living A Course in Miracles, the more I feel invulnerable. With Jesus guiding me all the way, with the misperceptions just going, 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 gone, there's nothing to feel vulnerable about. 
Only misperceptions would cause me to feel vulnerable. Because when I am thinking the thoughts I think with God, the thoughts that are true, I recognize I am invulnerable. It's only our attack thoughts that lead us to feel vulnerable. The truly helpful are God's miracle workers. That's what Jesus says. And he says he directs the miracle workers until we're all united in the joy of the kingdom. He says, I'll direct you to wherever you can be truly helpful and to whoever can follow my guidance through you. Right? Isn't that wonderful? That That's the truly helpful prayer. It's on page 28 in my book. I am here only to be truly helpful. Right? This is chapter 2. Chapter 5. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to do, to be what, wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed if I let him teach me to heal. So this is, this is how we have a spiritual career. We make our job being truly helpful. That, I, I say, I'm, I work for God Incorporated. I am here only to be truly helpful. The most helpful thing I can do is to work with Jesus to let all the misperceptions go so that all that I know and all that I show, all that I demonstrate is the truth. That's the most helpful thing I can do. That's answering the call. So all are called. All are called. How amazing is that? All are called. Now, I I have to say, and I did write about this in my Spiritual Espresso today, that... Once I became a counselor, I started to learn so much more. I've been a counselor now for 17 years, and I've worked one-on-one with individuals and couples and families. And I can tell you that as a counselor, I've really come to learn how God works in this world, how spiritual principle works in this world, how spiritual law works in this world through talking with so many people and working with so many people. And what I can say is I've also worked with a lot of ministers and spiritual counselors and life coaches and all kinds of people in spiritual professions. And it's... It's very, very common. More often than not, they feel insecure. They feel unqualified for their calling. Now, one of the most beautiful things that Michael Beckwith said to me was, God does not call the qualified. God qualifies the called. 
And that what that qualification consists of is the relinquishment of that which doesn't serve, those misperceptions. So it's giving up the misperceptions that allows us to feel qualified to be of service and to be truly helpful in whatever way we're called. So somebody might be called to do their work as a a dancer or a singer. Somebody else might be called to do their spiritual career as a, a waiter or a waitress, a doctor or a doctress. No, they don't have doctresses. Just kidding. It's funny how some professions, actor and actress, but not doctor and doctress. So what I've, I've seen is many, many people who feel called to these spiritual professions of teaching and counseling and coaching and ministering and uh, all kinds of healers as they find working with people frustrating and irritating. And a minister friend of mine said, the best part of my job is working with people. And the worst part of my job is working with people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we can all understand that, right? That's what A Course in Miracles tells us. This is why our brother and our brothers and sisters are our salvation, because they challenge us to let go of the misperceptions to come and to live the love fully and completely. Hmm. So, I've, I've worked with a lot of people who really had issues with people. And they felt very frustrated and they felt ashamed. You know, how can I be a minister that, jeez, I don't really like people that much. How can I be a counselor when I think my clients are stupid? Or they're so wrong. Or I'm judging them for their choices and thinking they're bad. How do I be an effective therapist when these are my thoughts? Well, what I've learned is that we don't think those thoughts about our clients and our parishioners unless we think them about ourselves. So, Course in Miracles tells us all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. So, all misperceptions start with ourselves. It's ourselves we don't see clearly. And this is how our brothers and sisters can help us. Because what you do to them, you know, Jesus said, what you do to the least of them, you do to me. That was just another way of saying we're all one. What you do to the least of them, you do to me because we're all one. What you think of the least of them, you think of yourself because we're all one. So, you know, when I went into the practice, 
practitioner training at Agape, they said to us, you can't come in this training unless you have a commitment to sit with clients and to be a counselor. And I have to say that when I went into the practitioner training, the idea of being a counselor, sitting with people, listening to them tell me about their problems, I would have said, I will pay you money not to have to do that. But I'd like to go through this practitioner training because I'd like to have the consciousness of a true practitioner. I would like to live in the consciousness of the Most High all of the time. And I don't see another training for me. So I lied going into the practitioner training saying, oh, yes, I no, I'd like to. Sure. I'd like to do that, counsel people, not. Uh, but I, what I, how I got around it in my mind, my ego, how my ego got around the lying, was I said, I made a, a deal with God, as one does. Uh, I said, okay, God, or higher Holy Spirit self, I, well, Right now, I surely do not wish to do any counseling with people. I do not wish to listen to them and help them with their problems. If you send people to me, I won't turn them away. I will be, I will be obedient. I will keep my agreement. I'm just not going to pursue it. And then what happened was before I even graduated and got my license and could see clients, people started asking me, when can I, when will you be licensed? When can I make an appointment with you? And in my mind, I kind of thought, oh, never. But, uh, <laughs> but I kept my agreement. And what I found in counseling people is that I love it. I love sitting with people. I love loving them. And it's the love that liberates us both. I found that being a counselor, I got to talk about God all day long. And I love that, in case you can't tell. (laughs) I'm just all God all the time. I love it. I love God. I love life. Now I love life. And I love my life. And I love supporting people and loving their lives too. So, but I, I had this deep sense of calling to this spiritual awakening, and yet I also had this aversion to the very calling to sit with people and to work with them. And I'm so glad that all of that dissolved, and I'm so glad I listened to Spirit, because I do know uh, quite a few ministers and spiritual teachers who don't have a lot of counseling experience, and my sense is they don't have the same depth of understanding about spiritual principle and spiritual law, and how it operates in the mind, how our thoughts, how the ego operates in the mind. But by sitting with many, many people one-on-one or in couples, I learned so much. And I healed so many misperceptions. God healed them in my mind because of my commitment of course, I had a willingness. I have a commitment to sit with people and to know the truth 
with them, for them, about them. And I can't know the truth about you without knowing it about me. So I had so much healing through doing that. And then what I began to see was that um, I was having all these miracles in my life. My clients were having them. I wanted to serve more people. And so I, I, I felt called to teach classes. And just like with this radio show, with the Living a Course in Miracles classes that are coming up, and we have done, I don't know, maybe 200 of those free Living a Course in Miracles classes. We've done over, I've done over 300 episodes of this radio show, all free. The transcripts are free. And, and, how does it happen? You know, uh, the classes that we offer, like my Masterful Living class, I'm told I really should be charging five to $600 a month for that class. I don't charge anywhere near that because I would like as many people as possible to feel who feel called to come and join me. And I don't wish for finances to be a an obstacle and many many of the light workers of the world who haven't really fully answered their call they're struggling struggling financially because they don't feel fully worthy that misperception is still operating in their mind plus the misperception that money is wrong or bad money isn't of course money is not the root of all evil it's not it, judgment is the root of all separation and what is evil but a deep sense of separation so I am particularly focused on supporting people who would like to answer this call and to feel fully empowered to answer this call. And I'm so glad that Spirit has finally guided us to make that the focus of this Living a Course in Miracles series that we're going to be doing um, this month, September now, in, in my spiritual espresso, I, I wrote quite a bit more, but um, one of the things I, I wrote is doing this inner work that I've done has helped me to see that we're intended to live a miraculous life. We're designed to live a miraculous life. And doing this healing work has been one of the reasons why i really understand a course of miracles and why it doesn't feel mysterious to me and what i've seen with folks in masterful living in my finding freedom class is that they uh really begin to understand A Course in Miracles at a whole new level through doing this work together. And what I also see is they begin to live a miraculous life and that they begin to feel, according to their willingness, lifted and carried on the tide of love that they're now participating in. You have to allow that tide of love to lift you and carry you.
And when you do, it is miraculous. So in my blog today, I was saying that there are three steps to holding a vision. You decide to do it, you trust that you will be guided, and you allow it to unfold. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm intending, and that would feel called, so anyone who does feel called, allow, will allow the miraculous healing to take place so that then they will know for themselves. I call it proving God. I invite you to prove God so that then you will be walking in the world as a living demonstration. And people will say, I'll have what she's having, <laughs> like an airy met Sally, because you'll be radiating the truth that sets everyone free. So this this is my goal, is to support people in becoming activated, in calling upon the Spirit to walk with them and talk with them and to assist them in letting go of all misperceptions so they can answer the call and be truly helpful no matter where they are, no matter what they're doing. And there's no sense of vulnerability or because we're invulnerable because we're doing Spirit's work yes 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 so i'm particularly interested in supporting people who'd like to have a spiritual career and i'll mention too that uh, we have a bunch of things coming up in october uh there's three events where you can join me live there's a group of us john mundy regina dawn acres david fishman and more we're gathering at the art of living retreat center in the beautiful blue ridge mountains of north carolina boone north carolina for the weekend of freedom retreat it's the first weekend in october and then the second weekend in october at the same location i'm doing my Forgive and Be Free Retreat. If that interests you, you can go to acimretreat.com or jenniferhadley.com. And I invite you to see what other people have written about taking my Forgive and Be Free Retreat. And then um, immediately following that, same day even, we start my spiritual counseling training intensive. Got a number of people who are going to do both. My spiritual counseling training intensive is really for anybody who would like to do this deep healing work, particularly the work of uh, letting go of the sense of unworthiness, expanding your intuition, expanding your communication skills. Even if you are, uh, say, an acupuncturist or you're already a psychologist or a life coach, you, you may wish to come and do this for CEUs. Uh, if you're a teacher, any kind of healer, you need continuing education units. We can help you and assist you in getting them by taking these programs uh, because they really will support you and help you. And then we have a, a number of people who uh, have not had a spiritual career uh, they're not therapists or counselors, they're grandparents, they're businessmen, they're uh, people who would simply like to go deeper in their practice and uh, have a really joyful, deep healing time. This is, these 
are about doing deep personal healing work so that you feel permanently transformed. So you might think, well, how much can you do in a weekend? You would be amazed. So that's why I invite you to read what other people have written about these programs. And then I have my New Year's Reboot Retreat at the end of the year. It's an extended retreat so that we are setting ourselves up truly for the very best year ever and uh, allowing it to unfold in a very inspired way. All right. Wonderful. My gosh, I'm so grateful. So it's time for me to wrap it up here. And once again, thank you to all the people who contribute because without your contributions, we couldn't do all these extra things. The money from the classes does not cover and meet the needs of all these free offerings. So thank you for your contributions. And... Let's take that breath of love and gratitude together. So grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to the higher Holy Spirit self. Grateful and thankful to welcome divine inspiration. So grateful that we can be led and guided to the highest and best in every moment. So grateful to relinquish all misperceptions and to live a miraculous and truly helpful life in gratitude we share the benefits with everyone we let it be and so it is amen 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 i love you have a great rest of your week Mwah.